Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You. Through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health, this podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Happy Monday, everybody. This is Natalina, the host and founder of Rise Up For You. Thank you for joining us today for episode number 41 with Calvin Wayman. Before we jump into our episode, I do want to remind you to head over to the website, subscribe to our website so that we can send you over some tips. And we also have a weekly newsletter that we send out every Wednesday just to help keep you motivated throughout the week. So today we have episode number 41 with Calvin Wayman. He's going to talk with us about breaking fear as an entrepreneur. Calvin is an entrepreneur, a social media expert, and contributor for Entrepreneur Magazine. Calvin quit his day job to pursue his own passion of building his own business. And soon, that's exactly what he did. Calvin's passion is helping entrepreneurs grow their business by taking advantage of modern tools and technology. And again, today he's going to talk with us about breaking the fear as an entrepreneur and doing what makes you happy and building something that you're truly passionate about. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. All right, so I would love for the audience to get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I sure can. Who am I? I consider myself an entrepreneur. I'm just, I'm a regular dude striving to create the life I want to live like so many other entrepreneurs. And for me, living the life I want to live is freedom. It's having a business that is independent of location, that has income potential, that large income potential that can allow me to do what I want to do and impact the lives of many people as well. And kind of a side note on that, stepping into the entrepreneurial role, I quit my employee job coming up on a year now. So I've been doing this full time for about um, 10 or 11 months. Okay, I love that. So how did you really get into this journey of breaking the barriers and, you know, getting rid of the fear that you might have had in life in this transition? Like, what was that aha moment that was, I am going to do this? Oh, that is such a good question. So some people talk about overcoming fear and everything. And for me, I don't know if I actually would call if I ever overcame it. Because I know even top entrepreneurs that have been doing it for a long time still face the fear. Mm. But what helped me take action. You mean like the action of like jumping into my yes. entrepreneurial role and stuff like that? Okay. I, it was about a year ago, just to, yeah, it's been about 12 months now where this actual moment happened. What happened was one day I was just sitting and trying to decide if I should actually take the plunge or not. Cause I already, I already knew that I wasn't totally fulfilled in an employee role. I, I considered myself an entrepreneur trapped in an employee body, I guess. Right. And, and it's not that my job sucked or anything. Most people would have killed for it. I was a manager at a call center. I trained people how to sell. I love selling and stuff like that, but I wasn't doing my own thing. And what, what held me back was all this fear of what would happen if I freaking quit and, and didn't have this stability. But what made that happen was 
I projected myself 10 years in the future. Okay. And I kind of had a conversation with my 10-year-older self in a sense. And I basically asked my 10-year-older self, if, if you could replay it back, what would you wish I would do right now? Right. And it was so clear my 10-year-older self was, dude, as you get older, trust me, you're going to get more responsibility. It's going to be harder to adjust. Freaking do it now. The earlier, the better. Do it for us now. It was just a weird moment of projecting myself in the future 10 years. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's the right thing to do. I got to just do it. And so I quit. Even before I knew what I was going to do next, I quit my job that week. I love that. And so let's walk through this a little bit because I feel like there's quite a few people listening that are maybe encountering this at the moment. Uh So walk us through your mindset. So you quit your job. Uh And then what? You went home and you were like, okay. What am I good at? What should I do? Like, what was the next step for you? Yeah, so the next step for me was I was like, the, I had this high after quitting, right after quitting for like a day, where I was like, that <laughs> felt so freaking good. I felt like the shackles were coming off. Then the next two days after that were freaking scary. It was like, oh crap, it's real. Now what the heck am I going to do? And so I did a few things. I just looked around, was like, what could I start? And I looked at, I had been in direct sales and network marketing in the past. And so the first thing I did was I looked at a lot of direct sales and network marketing companies. I met with different leaders because that was more of an entrepreneurial thing. I could be my own boss. I had a caveat that whatever, if I got into it though, it would have to be something I was 100% passionate about that I would stick my brand on. Right. And I talked with different things, great companies, great people, but it just wasn't my thing. Right. And it was just this kind of a confusing moment because I know as entrepreneurs, we're trying to find the passion that lights us up. Some people are freaking lucky and they, they're five years old and they know what their passion is. Here I was in my 20s and still couldn't really put my finger on it. But the only thing I could identify is if it, if it wasn't it. So I looked around, couldn't find anything. And then finally... What happened was I, I had a buddy of mine that was in Southern California selling solar, okay, door to door. Now, the thing you have to know about me is throughout the last several years, I, I read this book, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that got me into sales. So I started doing my journey in sales, but I always wanted to do something really difficult like door to door sales or car sales, okay. something like that. Uh-huh. But what, so after I quit my job, I was like, well, if I'm not going to totally figure it out yet, then I need to get more skills. I've always wanted to do door-to-door. Frick, what if I just moved down to California and start selling door-to-door? Because I hear that's tough, and if I can do that, what the heck can I not do? Right. And so after the course of a couple weeks after quitting, that's ultimately what I did. I went down to California and started banging on doors, door-to-door. And that's what I fell into um, immediately after I quit. I love that. What a good challenge that you put yourself through. Oh, my I mean, gosh. like, that's the hardest thing to do is <laughs> go door to door. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I have so much respect for anybody that's ever done it. And to be honest, I'm glad I didn't know exactly how, how hard it, it was going to be because, I don't know, it might have delayed the, the process a little bit. Right. So. Yeah. So talk to us about, I guess, overcoming fear to pursue your dreams. Like what advice can you give us? I mean, a lot of times we know what we want to do, but we just can't get our 
self to do it, you know, like we uh, sit in the chair and we're like shaking and we're like, our mind is yeah. saying, do it, do it, do it. But then we don't get up. Oh, dude, you are hitting on such a sensitive vein for me. I, I, I love talking about this because over this last year going to this, into this role has been freaking challenging and dealing with so freaking much fear as entrepreneurs do. Like you said, sitting in your chair, like literally shaking, like going through this, I had a week where I was so freaking nervous and so fearful that I lost 10 pounds. So I totally get it. I relate to it, but I can tell you the thing that helped me freaking just take the action because that's what you're asking, right? Oh yeah. You know you have the fear, but what has you taking the action anyway, right? Yep. Yep. Well, the traditional route, I tried that first. Like I've heard people say you got to think positive, think about what you really want, have this huge why. And that was helpful. I knew I wanted to have a better life. I wanted to have freedom. But it's still – I would start something and then I'd hit a freaking brick wall or something crazy scary would happen and it would make me retreat back. Mm. But here's the thing that made me just freaking want to run through a brick wall. And it's an unconventional answer. People may not even agree with it. But I used fear against itself. Instead of trying to kill fear or combat fear, in my mind, I ended up just creating a bigger fear of what would happen if I didn't act, if I didn't take action. So remember how I said I, um, when I first quit my job, I went into the future 10 years mm. and kind of had that conversation? I did a similar thing when I was hitting these walls and I was like, frick, I got to go out in this scary neighborhood or I need to start my business, but holy shit, this is scary. Pardon my language. But what if, what if uh, people don't perceive me as an expert? What if all this crap happens, right? The thing that made me do that anyway is I had the thought of what if five, ten years goes by and I didn't freaking do anything? Right. What would life be like then? And I let myself feel and experience how disappointed I would be in myself if I didn't try, at least give it a shot, how how stuck I would feel even more if I had more responsibility but had to just keep grinding at another employee job. And I, those negative feelings and the fear that I had from getting to that place got so big that it made my current fear, fear seem smaller. And literally the big fear just swallowed the smaller fear and made me push forward. Wow. And that's great that you're able to kind of reverse engineer that because I think that a lot of times people get really stuck in the moment and are, you know, I can't do it right now because I have this going on, but then it ends up being like years and years and years of them staying in this pattern that they really don't want to be a part of. Yeah, I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk that says time is the asset and if you're just wasting it, I mean, you can can live a long life in mediocrity, but if you... you're going to respect yourself and care about yourself more if you knew you at least just freaking tried. Right. If you failed at it, fine. But try and you'll respect yourself, and I think you'll gain confidence that way as well. Right. So how do we – and then this is, a, this is a fun question, I think. How do we make fear our friend? How do we make it our best friend that just sits next to us and you're like, <laughs> how's this go? Oh, my gosh. That is such a good question. Um, I, I, cause I, I don't know if I would ever call it my, my friend. It can be useful in the sense of, 
identifying what it is you know you need to do, mm. right? Especially as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, you're, you, you're sometimes wondering, what's the next step I need to take? And if you have a, this gut feeling towards something else and you're a little bit anxious over it, for me, generally, that's probably the thing you need to go after. If you, need, if you want to go after and, and reach out to this big client to become your anchor client or something, but you have this big fear that they're going to look down on you, then that's probably what you need to do. If you are thinking about your pricing and you're like, man, I don't know if people are going to perceive me as an expert because I've done this before, maybe you need to price it the way you really think you should anyway. You know, So you, the way you can make fear your friend, I believe, is just making it an indicator of what you really should be doing. Mm. And I always, I, I, this is, I guess, a way that I like to think of it is I always ask myself when I feel fear, why do I have fear? And and then I, and then it ends up being like my own mindset. And then I refuse to let myself get in the way. (laughs) So fear ends up helping me because I'm like, okay, I'm fearful, but why am I fearful? I'm fearful because, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm not good enough or I don't want that. And then then after I like listen to my thoughts, I'm like, okay, it's me. I'm the one that's stopping myself and that can happen. Like you gotta, you have to be your best friend. Otherwise, you know, no one else is going to do it for you. Well, what you just said is huge. I think realizing that fear is in the mind. Now, this is uh, this is such a hard thing I know for people to swallow, especially when you're living in the fear. Mm. Because when I freaking left Utah, where I was from, and signed a lease on something three times the cost that I was used to paying. Right. And didn't have any steady income and everything was 100% commission. I was freaking fearful. And if somebody told me that it was all in my mind, I'd be like, no, freaking look, dude, out in this real world, I signed my name on this lease. And and if I can't pay the rent, I am screwed. I have a wife and a one-year-old. Like, this is a pretty big deal. It's not just in my mind. But it is. And I have a mentor that told me something that I think is a great way to reframe fear. And he said this. He said, fear is when you're fearful – it's because you're imagining something that hasn't happened yet in the future, right? And he said, guess what? That's the same definition as faith, as corny as this might sound. You're imagining something and believing in something that hasn't happened yet. So if you're going to have one of them, have why faith. Not just have faith. That, yeah. You know, who's your mentor? That's awesome. <laughs> That's Nick Unsworth. Nick Unsworth told me that. He was at Ignite. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that I mean, that's a great quote. Yeah, it's, it helped me massively because it was like, if you're going to worry about it, if fear freezes and faith releases, just freaking choose faith and, and just see what will happen, you know? Just test it. See what will happen. That's, that's, a great, um, that, that's a great quote there. Awesome. So, Kelvin, I, I'm so happy that we've had a chance to talk. I'd love to jump into our power section if that's okay. Let's do it. So tell us one book that you've read that has had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us. Oh my gosh. One book. Okay, this is a fun question because I've lived most of my life without ever reading books at all. Okay. And it wasn't until my last year of college that I discovered books. And now it's my goal to read 50 books a year. And I've done that for the last uh, two years in a row now. First year, I think I got to 30. Uh, 
then 50 and then 55. So I'm on a good track. So I've read a lot of books recently, but probably the one that still sticks out the most that's had a pretty big, big impact on my life, I would have to say Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay, great. Yes, that has had such a huge impact on the direction of my life and the actions and decisions I've made. Okay, great. And what's one thing, Calvin, that you've accomplished that you're proud of? One thing I've accomplished. Um, can it be fairly recent or, do, or like... Anything, all, anything to you. Okay. I haven't talked about to, to anyone really about this yet, but I just accomplished something huge on Friday that I was like, holy crap, I don't even know how I did that. And so... Do you know, you've heard of the Fitbit, right? Like the uh-huh. Fitbit thing you wear on your wrist? Yeah. Okay, this is kind of a corny story, but um, we, a bunch of us in a mastermind just barely got some as gifts, okay? okay? And so you can now do challenges with each other as friends. And just last week, I was in what was called a work week hustle challenge. And it's where you're, you see out of you and your friends that are in the challenge, who can take the most steps for the week, okay? Okay. And... I still do a lot of walking. As a matter of fact, I still go out for a couple hours and do door-to-door right now to continue to fund my online business. Okay. okay? So I'm doing a lot of walking. I'm thinking, I'm going to win this thing. And on, I had the top lead on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. But right. then this person came from the bottom ranks and came up and passed me. And I was like, what the heck? Oh, it's on. <laughs> and so... She held a sizable lead um, Thursday and had a pretty big lead on Friday, okay? So here was my plan. The contest ends Friday at midnight. So I decided I was going to beat her without her really knowing. She got all of her steps in, and it's now 8.30 at night, and she's ahead of me like 12,000 steps or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so so I needed to go run at least, I think, five miles, to get past her. Yep. Yeah, last minute. So this was on Friday, and at 8.30 or 9 o'clock, I go to the gym, and I just freaking start running. And I run, and I run, I run, I run and walk for two hours. It's now 10.30 or 11, and I pass her. And I even give myself like a 2,000-step uh, cushion. And so I'm like, freaking yes, I won. And I leave <laughs> the gym around 10.30, 11, Okay. I am freaking exhausted because I am not a runner and I can't, and the last time I ran that much, so I, I had like, I don't know, I ran a freaking lot. It's been months and months since I've ran that far. And I just go home and I just plop on my bed and I'm like, I'm freaking exhausted. The moment I do that, I pull out my phone and guess what? I notice that she is freaking catching up to me. <laughs> Even though I had a 2,000-step lead. As a matter of fact, she was only like 200 steps behind. And I was like, holy shit. So I jumped out of bed. I ran back to the gym, and I got on the treadmill at like 11.15. And I just kept running and running, and I kept pulling up my phone, and she kept passing me. And then we kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And somebody else comments, and they noticed it was happening. They're like, holy crap. I thought I was competitive. This is crazy, you guys. And so we keep going, and I ran for like 30 minutes solid without even resting because I wanted to win this thing. And then 
at 11.45, I look at my phone thinking that however much I just ran with that 30 minutes, I'm, I've got to have a pretty sizable lead. I look at my phone, and she's freaking ahead of me, 200 steps still. And I was like, oh, my heck. I just decided to quit right there. I was like, I freaking gave this a good push. I've been running since 8.30, and I'm just going to quit. But <laughs> in that moment... I just had this a similar type of feeling that I that I talked about earlier with projecting myself in the future. I was like, well, I think I would be more pissed at myself if I quit right now than if I at least run till midnight. It's only 15 more minutes. Just keep going. If you lose, at least you gave it all you got. Right. And so I decided to keep pushing. Now, the gym closed at 10. So I was in a gym that was closed with no help or anything around, and I was on a treadmill afraid to collapse. And if I did, that wouldn't be pretty. So right. I decided I'd rather collapse outside instead of in a gym where nobody was if I did. So I jumped off the treadmill and I just went running down the street freaking screaming and moaning because I was in so much pain. I decided to not look at my phone until midnight happened. I set a 12 or a, the alarm to ring at 12 and I just freaking kept running and screaming without looking. And then right at midnight, I looked at my phone and it showed her in first place. <laughs> it showed her in first place. And I was like, you got to be kidding me for hell's sakes. But then my phone refreshed and it said, congratulations, you won. And I had barely freaking squeezed in with about 200 steps ahead of her. And this was with like us running 83,000 steps each. So to show you how small the, the margin of victory was, it was less than one-third of 1% ahead. So every 1,000 steps she took, I only took uh, 1,003 steps, only three steps more per 1,000. And I barely, barely, barely squeezed in. That literally happened just Friday, and I, I'm, I'm still freaking sore, but it's one of the most proudest things I've ever done so far. <laughs> That's great. So Calvin, what is, uh, what are some routines that you have in your life to help you get a positive rise? Do you have any, like a daily or a morning thing? Uh, routines. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, in fact, you're the first person that's ever asked me about routines on a podcast, Really? which is, yeah, which is crazy because they're so freaking important. They're so huge. Okay, so I'll give you four main ones that I think are pretty big. The first one, I do what I call a weekly reset. I think I got this concept from the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. And this is pretty powerful. Um, what I do is on the weekend, typically on a Sunday. Some people do it on Saturday. I like to do it on Sunday. And it's where I just freaking reset and recharge myself. I, I usually try to block out a couple hours. I'm in a relaxed situation. I review what I've done over the last week, um, kind of just put it all to bed, if you will. And then I pro um, plan and project what I'm going to do over the next week. Okay? Right. So I do this weekly reset, and that just gets me in the right frame of mind. It helps me plan things out. So when Monday comes, I already know what I'm going to do. I've... I'm just relaxed and refreshed and going about it in a confident way. So that's number one. That weekly reset is really huge. The second thing is journaling. Um, I freaking love journaling. I've actually been doing it since I was 17, almost every day. And uh, so what I, what I do right now with my journaling is at the end of the day, 
it just I just write down something quick what I did, and it just helps me stay clear. I think if I have a certain thought or some conflict, I can just write it out. Right now, literally, if you have just sixty seconds, it doesn't have to be long. You can just write, and I would I would recommend to people to do it whatever's comfortable for them. Like some people like to write it by hand. All of my journal, I actually just type it, and I type it because it's fast. And I've also been able to use it to search for things that I've done just by searching like a keyword in my document and then finding it and seeing the date. It's been pretty convenient. So just do what works for you. But what I also do when my journal um, session that I have right before I go to bed is I did my weekly reset, right? And so in that weekly reset, I had the most important things I needed to do throughout the week on different days. So the night before, I review really quickly what my most important tasks are for the upcoming day. It gives me something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up, I'm already in the mindset of, okay, let's get refreshed. Let's get busting out these most important items that I had on my calendar set up already. So journaling, that's number two. Um, The third thing, super critical that I've gotten into just recently over the last year, and that is meditation. Uh, I try to meditate every day. Don't really get to it. If you can just take five to 15 minutes out of your day, that's pretty huge. But as entrepreneurs, we're always up in our heads. We've already talked about fear right? and how we're just going crazy. And meditation has been so freaking huge and impactful for me the last year just to calm myself down and enjoy the present moment and not freak out so much. Uh, there's a there's an app that I love that helped me with that, and I, it's called Calm C A L M Calm. I think it's there's like a subscription to it and everything, but totally worth it. it has guided meditations and helps you uh, helps you get into meditation if you're new at it. Right, because okay? it could be a process. I mean, even when I um, meditate, oh, yeah. sometimes I can only do like five minutes, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know. Yes. And with this, you can do like different times. You can say, I want to meditate for two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And there's guided meditations for each thing. Right. And you can also focus on something that you feel like you need to work on right now. Like maybe you want to, you want to help yourself just be happy. Like there's literally a meditation for happiness. Or if you want to focus on like just relieving stress, you can do that as well. Right. Okay, great. Okay, and then the last thing that has been a I, everybody knows about as a as something that's important routine, but I've somehow been able to crack it the code on how to do it consistently, and that is exercise. Okay, um, I used to struggle so bad with exercising consistently, and it's been about a year and a half that I just figured some things out. And with Sunday as my day off, I've been working out and exercising at least a little bit every single day for about a year and a half. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. So tell me, Calvin, it's been such an honor to have you on the show. Is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Something maybe that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Yes. So we've, we've talked about fear, like you just mentioned. And there's a few things. Okay, so there's a couple mindsets that I think help will help entrepreneurs, and it's helped me big time. The first thing is is to shift your focus a little bit when you're when you're goal setting or when you're going after something in your day to day. And here's the little shift. Yes, you need to have an aim and know what you want to do, but instead of placing all of your focus 
and all of your attention and energy on the result. Instead, put your focus on the action that you need to take to get the result. And I'll tell you why. Results are always lagging behind the action. Okay. They come after. That's number one. So results are, are a, an effect that happens after the cause. And you always don't – and so it's outside of your control. Okay. In the book, Seven Habits, he talks about this very thing that successful people, he noticed, had tended to focus on what was in their control way more than unsuccessful people who focused on things outside of their control. Right. Okay? So on a daily basis, if you focus on things you can control and you accomplish it, you will build confidence in yourself because you accomplished it. Right. Right. And this is a big deal because you might have a, a goal result to, I don't know, uh, prepare for a marathon. Right? right? Or an ultra marathon, but you can't wait for that result to happen before you start feeling confident. You're going to get up every day and start to prepare for it, and you'd feel really down because you didn't run a marathon that day. That doesn't okay. mean you failed. Right. Instead, you have to say, these are the actions I need to take. I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna run this much this day. And when you do that, you're going to build more and more confidence. Right. So that's number one. Focus on the action, the thing that's inside your control instead of what's outside of your control. And then the second mindset thing that's helped me massively over the last year is as entrepreneurs, we're perfectionists. We want it to be perfect, kind of how we touched on how we may not think we're good enough, so we try to make it perfect. And the mindset that helps massively with that is done is better than perfect. Right. Done is better than perfect. Just ship it. it. Usually when you're trying to perfect it, it just sits there. Just do something. Just take action. Just do something. Done is better than perfect. Right. hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that. Awesome. Yeah. It's so huge for entrepreneurs. <laughs> so Calvin, um, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Um, you can stay connected with me um, through any, any, pretty much any social media platform. You can Google search Calvin Wayman, or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, just by searching Calvin Wayman. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is actually the only thing that's not exactly Calvin Wayman. It's Cal Wayman. So C-A-L-W-A-Y-M-A-N. Okay, perfect. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we uh, close it up here? I think we've gone through a lot of really good stuff. I agree just, with you. Yeah, I'm just super pumped and excited that I've had this honor and privilege to be on the Rise Up For You podcast, so I certainly appreciate it. I love that. Calvin, thank you so much for your time. I'm so glad that we got to meet each other in person, and I'm sure we'll see each other soon. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So there you have it. There is our episode with Calvin Wayman on trusting yourselves and being an entrepreneur. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, please share it with somebody that you know or you know share it on your social media. We're trying to get the message out there. Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. And do us a favor, head over to iTunes if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast and write us a little review. We're always looking for more feedback and we would love to hear from you so that we can grow and get better and hopefully make sure that we are truly, truly reaching you guys and getting the message out to you guys and to the world. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you on our next episode. Rise up for you. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Tomorrow.